0: You know, Sundays can surprise you. Let's all stand together. I'd like to read to you Psalm 122. Psalm 122. David, King David, wrote this. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord unto the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. May we pray. Father, thank you that we can learn from David and we can join him and say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Father, we realize that the house of the Lord is not this building, but the gathering of your people together on this very special day, the Lord's Day. To give you praise. Now, Father, speak to our hearts, mold us, transform us, that we can show our love to our Savior, have your blessings as we shine as bright lights in a lost world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Many of us grew up in homes where Sunday was not too exciting, even boring, Some of us grew up in homes where Sunday was just another day. Others grew up in homes where Sunday was a busy day traveling far and wide uh, for Johnny's travel team's games. Others remember Sunday morning as kind of like a a, a race for church. No one was ready to leave on time. Everyone competed for the bathroom, scrambling for breakfast, bolting for the door, Arguing all the way to church. And then you were miraculously healed and acted like saints as soon as you drive onto the church driveway and into the parking lot and and, uh, you are transformed. I remember going to a Protestant church in San Antonio, Texas. And it was the exact same every week. Three hymns, an offering, a sermon. There was never any special music. There was never any choir ever. And, and many of you don't realize how wonderful it is to be able to have our choir, to have our special music in our services. I, I used to count in church. I counted the lights, I counted the windows, I counted the verses as we sing, okay, one down, three to go, two down, two to go, three down, one to go, this is it. And, uh, but I do remember listening really hard one time to the whole message from beginning to end because I wanted to know as a sixth grade boy how to go to heaven. I got nothing. I got nothing. At the end of the message I thought, well, I don't know how to go to heaven. And apparently, the reverend in the robe doesn't know either, because if he knew, why wouldn't he tell all of us who don't know? I've got good news for you today. Sundays were never meant to be that way. God made Sundays for you. He made Sundays to help you to bless you. Look with me there in your notes. Today we live in a world where the pace of life is killing us. And I want to suggest to you today that Sunday is the solution to that. Look what Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Do you ever feel like you have too much to do? If you're always feeling stress and pressure, then you need to know that God made Sundays for you. He made Sundays to help you, to relieve the stress. Too often the really important things get squeezed out of our lives. And God says Sundays can take care of that. There seems to be never enough time for family, never enough time for the people we love or the rest we need. God designed Sundays for that. In your notes there, we see that one time somebody invited King David who wrote this psalm to attend corporate worship with them? And today we know that, that worship with other believers takes place at church. They worship together on the Sabbath, which is Saturday. We worship together on Sunday, which is the Lord's day. And so David's response to this invitation to, to join others in corporate worship is recorded for us in verse 1. And he writes, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Does that sound like a guy who was turned off by public worship? Does that sound like a, a, a guy who, who, who doesn't want to go to church to worship? No. David got excited when he was invited to public worship. Why? Why was David all fired up about the thing that, that so many people are turned off to today, about half of our nation? David can't wait to get there. What does he know that I don't know about church? Well, let's just take a moment and just walk through this psalm and discover his joy. So so why did David say, I was glad, I was glad when they said unto me. Literally, my heart leaped for joy when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Why is he so happy about going to God's house? Well, look at verse 2 and 3. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. You see, David is is living inside the walls of Jerusalem. And when you visit Israel today, you realize the city of David was a small area of land. Jerusalem was a densely packed population, and there's a crowd gathering at the tabernacle before the temple was built. In verse 4, we see that this is, this is where the tribes of Israel, they go up to praise the name of the Lord. Why? It says to follow the testimony, that is the commands given to Israel. And so he's describing how they're going up to worship God. Uh, there, are the, there are lots of them. I mean, it's the, the tribes, the tribes of Israel uh, that are, are with him. And, and so why are they going up? They're going up to give glory to God. Why? Because God told them that He wanted them to come and to worship together. Verse 5, for there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. He's actually describing the physical setting of the tabernacle. Uh, In verse 6, He turns to what He's thinking about. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Why? Well, He's praying for the peace of the people He loves. He's praying for the people that he cares for, the people that he's worshiping with. And verse 7 and 8, peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces for my brethren and my companions' sakes. I will now say, peace be with thee. And so here is a model of David's Jerusalem. And you can see it's kind of built on a terrace setting here. And he was at the top, Jerusalem. Let me say this way, Jerusalem. Shalom. Jeru Shalom. The Jews greet one another with Shalom. Peace. Jesus often said, "Shalom, peace be unto you." And so there in your notes, Jerusalem means city of peace. City of peace. And David prays, "God, I want you to keep my people safe." I want you to bring them peace whenever we get together. And even when we're not together, I want this for my family. I want this for my friends. But it will never know true peace until Jesus, the Prince of Peace, returns and brings peace to the most fought over city in the entire world. But then he closes by saying, Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. And God, he prays, I want this for your sake too. In fact, I'm going to do something to make this happen. I'm going to seek your prosperity. Why? Because I love your place. I love your people. And God, I love you. And so in this little psalm, I find that David gives us five great reasons to go to public worship now I know David went to the tabernacle for public worship, but to apply it to us today let 's simply say it this way: David gives five great reasons to go to church. Here it is number one, why David liked going to church? First in verse four, I like being with god 's people. I like being with god 's people. He wanted to go to church because he liked being with god 's people god 's people gather together to celebrate the resurrection on Sunday. If you want to be saved, you must believe Jesus is the Savior. He is the only way, and receive Him as your very own. Verse 4, he says, Whither the tribes go up, that's where the, my tribe goes, God's people. Second, also in verse 4, I want to do what God commands. Hebrews 10, 25, our ladies sang about it today. He wanted to do what God asked him to do. Unto the testimony of Israel. I want to go to church. I want to go to public worship because of the command God has given to Israel uh, to do this. And then, thirdly, he says he wanted to go to church because I want to honor God. I want to honor God. You want to honor God? You set your alarm. You get up. You come and be with God's people. You want to dishonor God? You leave the alarm off. You stay home. Uh, you go, you go uh, uh, and pursue pleasure and pursue fun. You don't honor God when you skip God's house. To give thanks unto the name of the Lord. I want to go to church to praise the name of the Lord, verse 4. And so David, he likes going to church. Uh, I like being with God's people. I want to do what God commands. I want to honor God. But notice letter D, fourthly, I want peace for those who love God. He wanted, and he wanted to pray for peace for those who love God. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know that uh, all across this country there are churches. They're called Reformed churches. And they don't pray for Israel. And they don't pray for the peace of Jerusalem because they believe that God is done with the Jews. And God has no plan for the Jews. But my Bible, your Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, God has a plan for the Jews. And that plan includes bringing them back into their land in the last days. And that has happened before our very eyes. And we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We are to cast our vote for politicians uh, that will be friends uh, of the Jewish people. He just wants good things for God's people. You can relate to that, can't you? I mean, everybody wants peace for those that they love. He wanted peace for God's people because that was his family. Uh, These are his friends for my brethren and my companions' sake, he says in verse 8. So why David like going to church? He said, I like being with God's people. I I want to do what God commands. I I want to honor God. I want peace for those who love God. And then letter E, I am committed to the blessings of God's house. He committed himself to the prosperity of the house of God. He wanted to edify it. He wanted to build it up. In fact, he wanted to build the temple. And God gave him the plans, and he got the materials, and his son built it. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. That's not a bad list. Uh, that's why I want people to come to church and receive God's blessings in the house of God. God wants Sunday to become the best day of the re- week for every one of us every single week. I, I, think, I think people had a, a, a greater sense of peace in those days when Sunday was a priority You know, for several hundred years in our country, everything stopped on Sundays. You have to be older than me to remember that, and everybody younger than me doesn't understand that. But for hundreds of years, everything stopped on Sundays. People went to church, and they worshiped God. They ate together. They they hung out together. They rested in fellowship together in the afternoon. Uh, Families played games together. Sunday wasn't just an extra day to get things done. It wasn't a bonus day to put our kids in high-impact activities and sports so that they could have a razor edge and get ahead. Sunday was a day of family, faith, and rest. And they had peace in those days. I think they had hope. I think their pace of life all week wasn't as frantic as ours because they slowed down their pace of life one day a week, and they rested, and they refueled, and they refocused on what really mattered. Uh, Let me tell you something that is true of our nation. The higher the church attendance, the higher the happiness quotient. The lower the church attendance the lower the happiness quotient. Why is that? It's because there's something you can't see and and touch or taste about church attendance that makes it the most powerful investment of your week. Something about being in church makes us better and, and, and brings us special blessings and favor from God. I believe that. And for almost 400 years in our country, Sunday was the best day of the week for most of the people in America. And their spiritual life was better. God made us a beacon for the world. I want that again for our country. And I want that for you. So notice in your notes there the importance, the importance of a day for faith and family and rest. Why? Where did this all come from? When did it all start? Well, we have to go way back. We have to go back to Genesis, all the way back to the beginning of time. God created the heavens and the earth, and and when it was all done after six days of creation, Genesis 2, 2, and on the seventh day God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day, that's the Sabbath, and sanctified it because that in it He had RESTED FROM ALL HIS WORK WHICH GOD CREATED AND MADE. GOD RESTED. DO YOU THINK HE RESTED BECAUSE HE WAS TIRED? GOD DOES NOT GET TIRED. THE REASON GOD RESTED ON THE SEVENTH DAY WAS BECAUSE HE KNEW THAT WE WOULD NEED TO REST EVERY SEVENTH DAY. AND HE WANTED US TO SEE HOW IMPORTANT THAT WAS, AND SO HE SET THE EXAMPLE for us, and so when God gave the Ten Commandments for all of us, I want you to see the fourth commandment on page three of your notes. The fourth commandment: Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. I want you to know that there was this time of of rest and worship for 4,000 years. The people of God, they rested on the seventh day to worship corporately. But when Jesus Christ arose from the dead, something greater happened than the creation of the world, and the seventh day was replaced with the first day as the day of corporate worship. Now, isn't it interesting that all over the world we use a calendar with a seven-day week? Why seven? Why not five? Why not 10, 12, 15 days in a week? Do you know that every time you look at a calendar... Every time you look at a calendar, you can say, my Bible's true. My Bible's true. My Bible is absolutely true. It is yet another evidence, another proof that you hold the Word of God in your hands today. Now, let me give you seven reasons to invest in a day of faith, family, worship, and rest. First of all as I need it. I need it, Uh, and God knows I need it, and you need it. And that's why He rested, and that's why He gave the commandment. God doesn't want to crush your fun or ruin your life by taking away a day. He wants to increase your joy and improve your life by giving you a day to refresh, to refuel, to refocus with Him because He knows you need it. Secondly, the second reason I want to invest in a day of faith, family, and rest is because God asks me to. God asks me to. The fourth commandment says, Keep the Sabbath holy. We'll look at what that means next week. Thirdly, I want this day to be priority to me because, let her see, God blessed it. God blessed it. And God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. For reasons only he fully understands, God says that he blessed a day of rest. It's a special day. It's not an extra day. When we cooperate with what God blesses, then then we get blessed. Fourthly, my life goes better when I honor the Lord's Day. My life goes better when I honor the Lord's Day. Some, so many of us think we can get ahead faster if we are productive seven days a week. If we would work seven days a week, we could get ahead and make so much more money. But that's not how... God made the universe. Do you know the most prosperous fast food restaurant in the world right now is Chick-fil-A. No one makes more money per location as Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A is closed on on Sunday. You knew that. You knew that. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays because the owners of Chick-fil-A know that if they honor the Lord's day, God will honor their business. And that, it's not about money. It's not about money, but I want you to know they make more money in six days a week per location than McDonald's, Subway, Burger King, Taco Bell, you fill in the blank than they do in seven days. Interesting. Proof. Proof the Bible is absolutely true. My life goes better when I honor the Lord's Day Now, here are some statistics that I think you'll find interesting. Secular sociologists have studied the benefits of church attendance. I want you to think about this for a minute. This is not written by a pastor, a missionary, or an evangelist. What they found is those who attend church regularly live seven and a half years longer than those who don't. Some people say they don't have time for church. (laughs) You don't have time not to go to church if you're going to get an extra seven and a half years. Number two, those who attend church regularly are 56% more likely to have an optimistic life outlook than those who don't. That's certainly true, isn't it? They're 27% less likely to be depressed, 35% less likely to get divorced. They achieve higher grades, practice better time management, and experience a better intimacy in marriage. And I just changed the wording on that because you can imagine what they really said. All right? It's good. Uh, Studies prove life goes better for those who go to church regularly. The fifth reason I want Sunday as a day of faith and rest and worship and family is letter E. My Mondays go better when I worship on Sunday. Do you, do you dread Mondays? Do you get out of bed saying, rats, I've got to go back to work again. Oh, it's school again. We're exhausted when we travel all over the place on Sunday instead of receiving new energy. Next week's message is titled, Good Sundays Make Better Mondays. Don't miss it. What we're going to learn is that if your Sunday is lived the way God intended, then your Monday will go as God intended as well. The sixth reason I want to take a weekly Sabbath is, letter F, my family does better when we honor the Lord's Day. It really is true that the family that worships and rests together and plays together and prays together succeeds better. A family that attends church, they learn skills from the Bible about how to have quality relationships, about how to live life better. Great families become great by building great memories together. And if you develop a habit of going to church together, your children or your parents will build a storehouse of rich memories that will last a lifetime. My family, my family, my family is far better, a far better family because of going to church, at least the right kind of church. The seventh reason is, is, is this. My eternity will go better. You say, what is that? What does going to church have to do about eternity? Greater reward in heaven. God rewards obedience both now and forever. God promises to bless me if I bless him. And I bless him when I show up at church. One friend told another, would you follow with me on the bottom of page three? One friend told another, I used to hate Sundays until one day I heard God whisper to me, I love Sundays because that's the day when my children sing to me. Wow. Does God hear you sing? Can you imagine what that would feel like for God? As God, you create a planet for people and you do things for them all week long. You bless them with life. You bless them with health. You bless them with healing. You bless them with peace and and joy. You shower them with blessings and then they spend one morning a week thanking you and acknowledging you for all that you did for them all week long. Wouldn't that feel great for God? God says it feels great when my children sing to me. Friends, God loves Sundays, and He wants you to love them too. Listen to Psalm 100 and verse 4. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. How can you do that? What can you do that you look forward to church every week? Well, if you attend every Sunday over the next five weeks, I believe that your life and your family will become noticeably better. So let me give you three steps to get started on your brand new life. How to make Sunday the best day of your week. First of all, on uh, page four, decide. Decide to let Sunday be the best day of your week. At the end of Psalm 122, David decided to commit to the blessing of the community of faith. For your life to improve, you have to make a decision to improve. You make the decision, and God will make the difference. Decide to start coming to church regularly. And I know most of you do. I know most of you do. That's that's who you are. Decide to make a commitment to it. Decide to get involved. Decide to, to be part of an ABF. Now, in, in just a few minutes, we're going to sing, we're going to pray, we'll have some announcements, and then you have a decision to make. Am I going to go home, or am I going to keep letting Sunday be the best day of my week by joining an adult Bible fellowship? You say, I don't know where to go. Pick one. Pick one. If you end up in the nursery, you just change a diaper. It's okay. Uh, but, uh, but stick around for another hour. It'll make a difference. her B, invest in your Sunday's. The quality of your worship at church is no different than anything else. I mean, to get something great out of it, you have to put something great into it. Jesus said it this way, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so put your heart into worship, into church. So start investing your heart here. Being a part of I Love Sundays these next few week, weeks is a, is a great personal investment. Let C. see Take your next step. And it might be different for everybody. Take your next step, whatever that is. Years ago, a sociologist named Wyn Arne did a study of satisfied church members and discovered that they have six things in common. Here they are. Six things in common for satisfied church members. Number one, they attend regularly. Number two, they have a place they serve somewhere in the church. Number three, they develop at least six friendships with other members of the church. Number four, they call the church, what? My church. They call the church my church. Number five, they give consistently to God through their church. Number six, they invite others to their church. Now, if you're new... Then you start with number one. You, you pick number one, and you start coming regularly. If you're already doing that, then you pick one of the other points you're not doing, and start doing that. You just take the next step. You take the next step, whatever whatever it is. I want Sunday to be that kind of day for you. It is for me. It is for my, my wife. It is for my family. And I want you to know that when you make Sundays the best day of your week, it'll impact your life in an unbelievable way. I want that for you, but more importantly, God, God wants that for you. So would you repeat this out loud after me? Sunday was meant to be the best day of my week. Let's try it. Sunday was meant to be the best day of my week. From now on, I'm going to let Sunday be my best day. From now on, I'm going to let Sunday be my best day. Now, Sunday, Sunday is the day that Jesus Christ arose from the dead. We're not Seventh-day Adventists. We're not Seventh-day Baptists. We don't worship on Saturday. Understand. Understand that the fourth commandment is the only commandment not repeated for the New Testament church. So, we don't practice Sabbath laws on Sunday. But we do practice A day of rest, of faith, of family, of worship. And this is the day. It's God's day. He calls it the Lord's day. And you can come to church until you die, but unless Jesus Christ is on the inside, that won't get you to heaven. Church attendance will not make you a Christian. I had a lady tell me in Kenya, Pressure years ago, young man, I go to church every day. If that isn't a good enough ticket to get to heaven, I don't know what is. I said, ma'am, that is not a good enough ticket to get to heaven. Going to church every day won't get you to heaven. Having Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior, that is what will wash away your sins. That is what gives you assurance and peace in your heart. There in your notes... There in your notes, believing that he died and rose for you and trusting him alone for salvation brings forgiveness now and a home in heaven forever. Sunday. Sunday. I love Sundays.